about to win so big. Tell me, hydraulic money. Yeah. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25 days of cush. Yeah, get with the program. Show them what they wave, get the program. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is, and you know exactly where to be. It's another episode of Tales from the Transfer Portal, and I want to start this one out a little different tonight. On a personal note, I met a friend like a couple years ago named Jordan Freeman, and ever since I've known this kid, he's needed a kidney, and we never knew if he was actually going to get one. There was one opportunity, and the, the clinic fudged it up. So we weren't sure at that point when it was going to happen again. But we got the word yesterday that he is getting a kidney. It came through in the 11th hour. Shout out my boy Jordan. You got many years left to prosper my dog. No more dialysis. None of that shit. Salute to you, bro. I love you. Now that we talked about that and I praise my boy. God is good. You already know this. It is time to do what we do best, Joe Rogers. How you living, bro? Living good, man. Living good. I know a lot of people say that like it's hard or they don't like the podcast after a loss, but I don't mind. I hate losing. I don't mind doing the podcast part because it's good to break it down and vent. Actually, so we're here. That's what we're here to do. We're here to break down the West Virginia game. Uh, they kept the Black Diamond Trophy, unfortunately for. What seems to be probably a long time because we suck at scheduling. So you were there, Dan. How was the experience? Did you have a good time tailgating? <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, um, the amount of fun that I had tailgating and just like meeting new people that I hadn't met yet, stuff like that, it actually, uh, I guess it made it sting a little less. I don't know how much less it can sting losing to fucking West Virginia, but, um, I had a great time, man. Uh, a couple of people I wish I could have met, I didn't get to meet, but there will be other opportunities. Uh, the weather was good. It ended up getting a little cold. I actually thought maybe it was because I was too dr- I was very drunk, but the person beside me was sober, and they said they were cold too. So that wind was whipping. The weather was good. The crowd was at a fever pitch um, come kickoff. It was the, the, the setting was amazing. Student section was wilding. Yeah, you could actually tell, like, the TV production was a little better this time. This looked like probably one of the best inner Sandmans in a while. Like, the entrance was extremely electric. The energy was high. Stadium looked great. Everybody did a really good job. Uh, one half wore orange, one half wore maroon. You guys did your job. You did your thing. I thought you did a good job. Uh, we had some players there again, and then we had some former players. We saw Mook Reynolds was back. He was looking fresh on the sideline. saw Trey Turner was there wearing his jersey like he was on the injured list again, uh, getting ready to come back next week, and he was in street clothes. Looked like maybe he could still play. We could have used him out there. But it started off hot. Uh, the energy was really high. Man, it was kind of almost one of those, like, you could feel it games in the first half. 
we probably should have got him off the field early on that first drive. Uh, Chapman kind of closed his eyes and whiffed on a tackle. Kept their drive alive, let them go down and get three. But we responded. We went back down there, got some points of our own. And, man, we really had a good shot in that first half until that kind of last possession where we gave them too much time and let them score. We should have just ran the clock out there. But how was the energy in the stadium, Dan? Like, that first half, was it just electric? Because it looked like it. Yeah, it, it was intense for sure. Um, there were some younger WVU fans in there that I don't think they quite understood the rivalry, but they um found out real quick by people around them that uh they might want to like relax a little bit um but no yeah the first half was great until i mean there was some obvious frustration with the um offensive play calling um defensive breakdowns especially when you had dax on sam james on that touchdown right before the half yeah the safety i noticed it looked like Strowman should have came over the top, right, to help him, but he went yeah. the other way instead. So Correct, yeah. Uh, Strowman rolled to the same side as Connor. So you had guys, both of them were bunched up, and then he couldn't recover in time. And you had they caught Dax on a mismatch. They had him on the slot. And, like, asking a middle line – your mic, not just like one of the outside linebackers, asking your middle linebacker to cover the slot is just recipe for disaster. So – Defensive breakdown there on that play. Yeah, but shout out Jalen Stroman, man. Nine tackles and a forced fumble. I mean, dude's balling in his first year. So, I, I think uh, Baby Strug will end up being being a name that we remember for a long time. Yeah, he's looking good so far this year. He played really good the first four games. Uh, unfortunately, they did get him for that targeting. He's going to have to sit for a half of the UNC game this weekend. And, I guess they're going to try to probably roll in Nyquee Hawkins. Maybe Nasir Peoples roll into his role. Yeah, it'll be um interesting to see what happens. If it's a uh, full-on monsoon, like they're saying, it might actually neutralize the fact in the first half that Jalen's not able to be on the field. Because I don't know how much – Hurricane game round two? Yeah, last yeah. time it worked out pretty well for us. So I'm hoping we get yeah. a magic rekindled. Yeah, UNC fans still crying about that. Cry more, bitch. You know, they're still fucking upset about it. So I'm ready for round two, man. Let's make it sloppy. Let's hey, what was last time? 34-3? Was that what how it rolled out? Something dumb like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricane rolls in, hokies roll out. Let's ride. Get a W, baby. That was Trubisky, the rain. right? Yeah, that was Trubisky. He sucks. <laughs> Had one legendary tweet, and that was about it. Yeah. The only good thing he ever did, man. So, one-hit wonder, you know. Yeah, I'm ready for a hurricane game. I want that, actually. Yeah, I'd take that. Especially if Malachi's back. Yeah, that's the word. He might get get a little bit of burn this week, get him eased back in. Let me get a healthy dose of him and Sean King, and let's just run it up, dude. Yeah, that kind of eases up our – running back rotation a little bit. We don't have to use Holston then. Even if Malachi's just can ease back and, you know, a complimentary role, it definitely helps out, I think. It's not going to fix our O-line problems like people think, but it'll fix some of these vision problems that Holston's having. So there are some holes. 
but Holston just keeps running into the back alignment or into defenders instead. Yeah, it also doesn't help that Parker Clements keeps getting the shit pushed in. <laughs> Maybe we just got to run yeah. towards Silas every 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 run play. I don't know, but something I've noticed is, and I think it might be where they've moved Silas to the outside from being a natural guard, is that they're having Silas down block a lot on running plays. And then probably because maybe that's his strength. And then they're trying to have a tight end come down and catch that end guy. So I've noticed that they're not just letting Silas like block straight up on running plays like a normal, you know, outside tackle might do, but he's kind of down blocking and maybe it's just part of the scheme. But I've noticed that. Yeah. Parker, man, there were several plays. I think Brian uh, Brian from boundary corner, you know, he's the, He's the data guy. He said uh, something along the lines of Parker's run blocking grade is worse than Grant Wells' run blocking grade. Yeah, I saw that today. I saw those grades. Yeah, actually, our line grades across the board, we have the 63rd out of the 65 P5 teams. That's where our offensive line ranks 63rd. The only two teams worse than us was Arizona and Boston College. So and we already mopped up one of them. So <laughs> yeah, so we're not we're not looking too good up front. And I think that's where a lot of these issues come from, especially with the running game. Yeah, you see Parker Clements, man, he's like literally getting drug into the play or blocking his guy into the running back. A lot of it's like some of it's like, man, how how long have you been playing football? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, can your technique honestly be that bad? So, yeah, that's frustrating, too. The offensive line is another part of the problem on offense. Our offense is horrible. There was a 109th. Is that what they're ranked this year so far? Have you seen the rankings on that, Dan? No, I haven't. Um, Might make me want to, you know, like turn my car into a tree or something. Not really, but um, obviously I don't. I don't know. I don't really like dunking on players and people. I obviously wish Parker Clemens the best. I just don't know if at this point, right tackle for the Virginia Tech Hokies is is the right spot. Um, yeah, I'd, I think that we got to start to switch it up and play a few different guys if the ones that are there aren't working out. You got to try something at this point. I would but, almost be willing to try old old, old Bob Schick. Or, or yeah. Xavier, you'd be Xavier Chaplin. I don't know. I don't I mean it's hard for freshmen. They gotta really understand though. Like you gotta be smart as hell to play offensive line. Like people think it's just the fatty position, but like, you gotta know a lot, like mentally, to be able to to play that successfully. So Yeah, I understand um, they're like wanting to redshirt some of those guys and like not risk them, you know, burning their red shirt this year. But there's gotta be somebody else, man. Like you can't convince me that. Or you gotta get them coached up, man. You gotta do the basics correct. Like, you can't just stand straight up as soon as the ball snapped. So, yeah, our offense is terrible. Our defense is pretty solid. We got – was it a top 20 defense we got? I think we're top 30, but still. Yeah, like top – yeah, we're like 26th or something like that maybe. And so it's pretty good, man. Defense is way ahead of schedule. Offense is way behind schedule. They're kind of polar opposites right now, to be honest with you. But, yeah, West Virginia uh, kind of – was a really tight first half and then the second half you could tell it got away from us because 
the defense was just on the field too long and got tired and eventually broke down. Well, there were like two drives where I was like, I mean, how many times you got to end a drive? You know what I'm saying? Like there was like two consecutive drives where we had like multiple third or fourth down stops that got negated by a penalty. I did not see the Dax roughing the passer because I was too focused on them, like the in the secondary seeing them stop the play. So I don't know if that was legit or not, but I do feel like, I mean, the as many penalties as we had and the penalty yards we had, absolutely inexcusable. Can't have it. You can't have those pre snap penalties. Yeah. The pre snap penalties are what's bad. killing us. That's lack of discipline. We saw it against ODU. We thought they were going to get it cleaned up. They didn't. It's reared its head again. We saw it a little bit during Wofford. Uh, that's coaching. It, bottom line, it comes down as poor coaching. You have to get them right in practice. And, man, if you can't do it, then buy a ticket and go sit in the stands with everybody else. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you get it right in practice and then they just don't get it right in the game, you probably just got to have a hard conversation and bring them – it's come to Jesus meeting and nothing will, um, you know, nothing straightens you out more than watching the action. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the defense was – holding them to field goals there. And I know pride had mentioned that, you know, that gives you a good shot to be in that thing. And we were like going in early into the fourth quarter. We were, and Wells throws a pick six and lets it get away from us at that point. But man, that drive kind of, you kind of want that one back too, because on that pick six, he had Jaden blue at the top of the screen wide open with no one around him. And if you go down there and score, then it's a one possession game. You might get a defensive stop. You know, you've got time to give yourself a chance to win. So you're kind of right on the edge there, man. It just – that one stings. Uh, I think we all hate West Virginia, or at least I hope you do. And now they're going to get to keep the cup for a while because they're not back on the schedule for – we don't have them scheduled, so unless they change something. Yeah, we got to audible that one. Bring them back every year. That's another thing. They're getting rid of all these rivalries in college football because they think all TV money or whatever. Let me say something, buddy. Nobody wants to watch Virginia Tech play Liberty. They want to watch them play West Virginia. Nobody wants to watch Oklahoma play Stephen F. Austin. They want to watch Oklahoma play Oklahoma State. So killing the rivalry sucks. I don't like it. I don't know if maybe you need to have like opening week be hate week. You know, every year on Labor Day and start off with, your rival right out of the gate. That would be kind of sick. I'd love that. But stop, we killing, the, stop killing the rivalries. We did that in 2017 at FedEx, and I had a blast watching us kick the show West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, like maybe that would be a great opener every year. You know, everybody opens with the rival. Yeah, maybe you got not really a rival. Give your rival your best shot. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You can get some badass games out of the gate. We can get the Red River, River rivalry every year right out of the gate. You know, get some, get some good stuff rolling. Maybe that's a fix to this. So I honestly don't have my faith in any of these conference commissioners to do the right thing because they haven't proved that they can, especially Jim Phillips. So, but that would definitely be one solution. Yeah. So let's get some... Watching Sankey and the, the Big Ten commissioner talk, it makes me jealous a little bit. They yeah, get... they've got it together, man. Let's give uh, the grades out a little bit. What you got with the offense, Dan? What do you think about them, the West Virginia game? I hate it. I hate to say it. Um, I'm going to give them a, a D 
not a D plus or a D minus, but a D. Um, just they were moving the ball a little bit, and then it would just be like dumb penalties that would make it like second long, third and long, kill the drive. Or you know, receivers are getting hit in the face mask with the ball, not catching it. Luckily, we had the one go off what's go off the hands, and Caleb was there to catch it and extend it. But like just missing some throws, offensive lines making some dumb penalties. Run blocking is atrocious. They keep running up the middle, not enough off tackle or stretch plays, nothing like that. I just haven't seen the creativity I need to see to mask some of the deficiencies that we know we have. So I feel like the defense did enough. We should have jumped up fairly big early. We didn't. So I got to give the offense a D, man. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit harsher on that scale because I'm including the coaches in this. Offense gets an F, and F this week. I uh, saw a lot of things I didn't like. Grant was making bad reads. He was forcing it into double coverage a lot and then throwing a lot of bad balls. Missed Moss on one. He rushed it because he had some pressure coming, but you still – you got to put some touch on those balls, buddy. He has no touch. Uh, he threw one out in the flats that needed to have touch on it and threw a fastball to King that wasn't catchable. Threw a lot of like fastballs on crossing routes that was trying to pin them in. Miss Lofton on a wide open touchdown. His guy fell down. All you literally have to do is keep that in bounds, and he threw it in the stands. So Wells was making bad reads. Ah, the fourth and one play, man. I hate that. I hate running QB power out of shotgun on fourth and short. We saw Florida get stuffed the same way. I don't know what analytics guys are in the booth telling them to do that, but apparently it only has like an 18% success rate on that situation. So, hey, I would stop running it. Those are pretty bad odds. Yeah, if you're, run the ball. Short, if you're fourth and short you're, and then you run it out of shotgun, you're just making yourself go an extra six yards or however long. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Everybody knows it's coming, and you're having to go even farther. I know guys don't line it up under center, but – our problem was we couldn't get any push. We couldn't run up the middle all game. So now you think you're going to be able to run up the middle? Yeah, okay. So, But you hit on it. You hit on something that really bothered me there. And it's creativity. Our offense lacks creativity. When you don't have talent, you need smoke and mirrors, and you have to scheme and make up for that talent gap. You see other teams all across college football do it. Actually, that's how Texas hung with Bama. You saw Texas come out in some crazy formations, all this wild motion. You know, you get guys moving, you get them confused. And we're just not doing that. It's like Bowen is forcing the guys that we have to run his offense and what he wants to run or what they ran at Penn State. And we don't have the guys for it. And it's not working. Okay, yeah. Look in the mirror a little bit here. Self-reflect. Realize that isn't working. And call stuff around what you got. You got to make it work. Nobody's coming in that door different this year. Hendon Hooker's not coming back. Sean Clifford's not coming down here to run QB power on fourth and one for you, pal. So we're not getting any sort of creativity. We're not getting any toss plays to the edge. We're not getting any off tackle plays. We're forcing runs up the middle with a 190-pound running back. The line is getting pushed back so bad. King's kind of making magic just being able to get two or three yards. He's having to make guys miss before he even gets back to the line. It's just the offensive scheme has been terrible. 
play calling the passing game. I kind of understand, understand like, you know, the concepts and the routes, those are complimentary, but the run game makes no sense. Quit calling that. You got to change it up here, man. The offense was just bad, man. What would they have? 30 some rushing yards. That's terrible. That's pathetic. Most of them are grant on one run. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are grant on one run and that one run wasn't fourth to one. So stop calling that. But yeah, the offense, you get an F just all around the board. Jaden blue had one hit him in the face mask. Ah, you can't have that. Like you just, you gotta catch those, man. The one decent ball grant throws, they drop. So it was like the offense was, uh, you know, was it Murphy's law? Everything that can will go wrong. Yeah, they get an F from me. So what'd you think about defense, Dan? I'll give the defense, i give the defense a B. I give them a B because what ended up happening wasn't necessarily their fault. They did enough to to secure a big lead that just didn't happen. And then they just got gassed and the wheels kind of fell off in the second half. So I can't give them an A, but I am gonna give them a B because I felt like there, it could have been a lot worse. Um, I think WVU scored the least amount of points they've scored all year. Even that's not saying much because they scored 30-some. But, yeah, I, I'll give them a B. I saw a lot of fight from them. A lot of – they made some plays, got some turnovers. It just – other side of the ball just wasn't working for them. Yeah, I'm going B-minus this game just because they also had some drives that were going to be stopped and would be key stops, but then they – Kept them alive doing something dumb, either whiffing on a tackle. Murray got absolutely cooked by Donaldson on a run on a third down play. That fourth down to Dax, you asked about it earlier. I went back and watched that several times. I don't think that's roughing roughing the passer. Dax has already launched and in the air. He hits him in the chest, doesn't, so it's not targeting. And I think the refs just saw a hard hit on the quarterback through a flag and once they realized that it wasn't targeting, they had to call something. So I think that's a bullshit penalty. Uh, the refs also sucked. Why are you? Ha- I don't understand this. Every team that we've played out of conference this year, we played at ODU, some belt refs. We played West Virginia, Big 12 refs. I don't like that. I don't think it's fair. I think you should have impartial referees, probably from a different conference that neither one's part of, or at least. Give us half and half. Give us some ACC refs every once in a while then, too. I don't know who negotiates that, but they need to do a better job. But, yeah, the defense, they kept themselves on the field a couple times too long. So, yeah, they kind of get a B-minus there. And, you know, they were just – we put them in bad situations, though. We went for it on fourth and one right after we got a turnover. When you get a turnover, take the points. Those are free points. You always take the points. And early in the game, you don't chase points. We weren't going to put them to bed right away. Their offense was too explosive. So you got to take points when you get the chance. So I'm kind of hoping that's a learning mo- moment from the coach and staff. What you got on special teams, Dan? D minus. Um, William Ross was awesome. But uh, Peter Moore did, did the best he could. He did. Uh, he, dealt, he dealt with some bad snaps. Uh one ended up turning into one hell of a punt, but the a lot of those snaps were terrible. Ended up getting us blocked or shanked, and then I believe I remember this correctly. Chance Black didn't field one of the kick turns, let it roll, and it barely touched the pylon for a touchback. For WWE, get it? Yeah, and Chance actually dropped a kick return. 
and luckily he picked it up. And then we had that beautiful muff on that one punt return that we just couldn't follow on. That sucked really bad. Oh. That would have been a game changer. Keely Lawson, man, you got to get that, brother. Come on, that's right. Yeah, we would have had that. You probably ran down there and scored. Oh, you got to get those, man. Well, we probably would have kicked the field goal, but yeah. <laughs> we hey, man. Points are points. I'm telling you, they add up. They change the game, change the momentum, everything. Yeah, so I think that's a fair grade. Um, I'm giving them an F. You guys get an F because four games in, you haven't corrected anything at all. You have to be better than that. You need to improve week to week, even if it's in a rebuild. I don't care. You have to learn at some point and improve. The snaps have been terrible this year. It doesn't matter who you put in there. It looks like Pollock was in this week. Bad snaps. I don't, what are they doing in practice? Like, I just don't get it. Like, so the snapping has been terrible. You're right. Peter Moore did pick that one up and absolutely fucking bomb it and do a coffin corner. That was kind of sick. Punt return. I don't even know why we bother with punt return, but we can't do a punt block either. Every, you can't get the guys lined up correctly. They're spaced incorrectly and they're taking the wrong angles. So, Punt return's terrible. We're leaving a lot of yards on the field there. Kick return, I've been saying all year, it looks like you have personnel problems there. Looks like I was right. Man, if Chance Black doesn't let that one roll and hit the pile on or they pick it up, that is a nightmare. Or if he fumbles the kickoff, yeah, I don't I don't like that. I don't think you need Beck and Bryce Duke back there. So kick return's terrible. They haven't brought one out past the 30 all year long. They need to do a lot better job than that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving the special teams now just because they haven't learned and they haven't improved. So those are two things that you have to do, even if you're in a rebuild. You're supposed to get better every week, even if it's just one little thing. Just in your, whole, in your daily life, try to be better than yesterday. You know, always be better tomorrow. Always be better than, the, you know, yesterday. And you got stacked days. Well, football is like that, too. You got stacked games. You got to keep improving. And they're staying the same or worse. So you get an F and you need to do better. I'm challenging you guys this week. Get it together. We don't have time for this. So they get an F from me. Speaking of F, we're going to play UNC this week and F U UNC. What you got on them, Dan? Shit. That defense so bad, I'd be wide open. That defense would also get an F from me. <laughs> yeah, their defense is bad. Oh, I guess yeah. It's Still like duck down there drowning. Yeah. Our offense and their defense are one and the same. Yeah, they've got a top the only difference offense. is they're full of four and five star recruits on their defense. So I don't quite understand what the hell is going on down there. I think that tells you right there that they can't coach. You've got Four and five stars. What's their defensive recruiting ranking average? I think Drift had a tweet out there. It was like 0.97 or something crazy like that. And they have the worst defense in college football. Yeah, it's like Mac Brown can bring them in, but that's about it. I mean, Drake Ray May is yeah. on the line. <laughs> Mac, Mac Brown definitely, he bring them in, but that's about it. Um, yeah, that's like you have, to be able to, you have to be able to coach at this level, man. You got teams with a lot less talent, like look at JMU, and they're out there running shit, man. They're playing their game in the state. Best team in the state. 
just beat a good App State team, yeah, Jim, you might win the Commonwealth Cup if we keep this up. <laughs> what a game, though, App State versus JMU. Sidebar craziness. Yeah, another cra- App State's crazy every week, man. But, yeah, so, yeah, UNC, great offense, terrible defense, polar opposite of us. Uh, kind of looking forward to this matchup. Their special teams is better than ours, and maybe that's the, the deciding factor in the game. You know, when you're polar opposites like that, it might be special teams is what it comes down to. But yeah, all the rude boys went down there to to UNC and turned into soft boys. They're fucking tissue. Uh, it looks like Tony Grimes is benched for this week. Did you see that? I think uh, I know he got benched during the game, and then him and I think Noah Taylor had some sort of altercation. Yeah, he punched Noah Taylor during the game. And then uh, they put in Mr. 110% committed Cameron Kelly, who is basically like fighting through a wet paper bag. He's not much better. So I know it might rain this weekend, but I'm hoping this is the game that we can kind of get our offense quick and it's a good time to play a bad defense. Their defensive line is terrible. I was watching them against Notre Dame, and they are just getting absolutely gashed. Actually, they get, they get gashed no matter who they play. I think Georgia Southern was gashing them. App State was gashing them. Like, their defensive line just cannot stop anyone. So, I'm excited. What are you most excited about with this game, Dan? So, being at the WVU game and watching the past – the four games that we've played this year, I was a little dreadful of facing that Carolina offense, but I've also watched Carolina this year some. I've seen that defense. Um, you got players fighting, players getting benched. Mac Brown giving 23-minute speeches about passion. He's lo- It feels like he's losing that team, and if there's one thing Pry's not doing, it's losing the team. Our team may be devoid of talent, and our offense might be devoid of some creativity or a lot of it. Um, but one thing they're not devoid of is fight. These boys will fight. They believe in each other. And it does not seem like Carolina does at all. So I'm feeling like I don't know if we're going to win the game, but I would love to catch them, you know, and, and punch up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that would be great. If our if our def if our offense can keep our defense fresh, I think our defense will do enough to make it interesting and give us a chance to win this one. And I think I mean people have been talking about Dorian Strong and our DBs, but I feel like every game that they've other teams had a fairly big time receiver, our DBs have actually answered that call pretty well. So yeah, I'm, they've been I'm able really to answer the bell. They held everybody in check. And I mean, minus Ollie Jennings up till that last drive, but they've held everyone in check pretty much. No, I agree with you. Man, it would be outstanding to beat the University of No Classes. I think if you put a little bit of pressure on them, they will break. You hit it on the head. Mac Brown's losing the team, man. He's probably about to get fired. And I kind of hope they don't. I hope they keep his dumb ass for a while and let him keep spiraling. But yeah, I hope they have a press conference where they say that other coaches <laughs> think he's great. Yeah, like we did with Fuente. <laughs> yeah, he definitely set us up. There's a 100% chance he told with that. 
<laughs> yeah, you can tell they're spiraling. He's losing the team. And I think if you can put some pressure on them, they'll break, man. They're, they're not who you think they are. You get them on the ropes, and they're going to take the easy way out, and they're going to start fighting each other on the field and cussing each other. And Man, you just got to put the pressure on them. Their offense is good. Their offense is the real deal. Drake May threw for five touchdowns last week and a loss. I'd be fighting all my teammates if I threw for five touchdowns and we lost. But Downs is good. They've got a good offense. And I think the key for us this game is that we're going to have to control the clock. If we can keep their defense on the field and keep their offense off the field, control the clock, grind out some nice long drives, keep scoring. You have to keep scoring because their offense can score on a whim, kind of like the West Virginia offense, but better. So you got to keep scoring. You got to put points up this week, man. Ten points is not going to win you the game. We all know that. So we're going to have to shorten the game. Hopefully we can run the ball better this week. Hopefully we get a little bit creative. Look, right now you're literally sitting in first place in the Coastal. I get it. You don't have the best talent in the world. We want to just make a bowl game. But when you got a shot, open that playbook up. Get creative. Give yourself a chance. Because we got a team that's got a they they still believe in themselves, man. You got a lot of hope. They're gonna fight for each other. So I just want to see our offensive staff come up with a good game plan for the first time all season and go go at them, man. Punch them right in the mouth because they will break. So that's kind of what I think. What do you think is going to be some keys to winning this one? Man, that that tech versus everybody mentality, dude. Um, this team, I love them. I mean, they it's not obviously it's not the best team we've ever had or even close. Um, it's probably more on the other side of that spectrum. But they fight. They believe. I, they don't give up. So I appreciate that as a fan. Um, you know, if you're going to go out there and lose, at least go down swinging. I mean, we faced three good quarter. Well, we're about to face our third good quarterback, but jerk's no joke. Uh, JT Daniels looks goofy as hell, but he's no joke. Uh, Drake may obviously no joke. So I'm just looking forward to, um, hell Hayden Wolf in the last minute of games turns into fucking Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady over there. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, another test just to see how it goes. I'm thinking that maybe, you know, the conditions and the fact that they're in turmoil might just be enough because if you give yourself a chance every week, the ACC is going to ACC, man. I mean, look at Miami getting the doors blown off of them by Middle Tennessee State, who they've never beaten ever. They're 0-3 against Middle Tennessee State, which is insane to me. In 100 years. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) They ain't uh, beat the them ACC. since the damn Civil War, brother. The ACC is the ACC, man, and they going to the, the coastal going to coastal. So, if you can just keep your head above water, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win the coastal, but the season might end up better than we even think it would right now. Even though, yeah, kind of a little doom and gloom about it. But if you give yourself a shot, that coastal wheel might spin back around to you and at least make the season interesting. You know, the clear leader right now looks like Pitt. We know how coastal chaos works, so they're probably going to do something fucking stupid pretty soon, too. So just oh. to keep treading water, man. Narduzzi meltdown incoming, for sure. Oh, I can't wait. I hope we make a meltdown. That'd be great. Be a part of that coastal chaos. But yet, UNC is one of those teams that, just like our offense, is 
really undisciplined. He gets a lot of pre-snap penalties. And they've got a lot of guys with big egos and head cases that peaked in high school, obviously, and think they're the shit. So you can probably bait them into some cheap penalties. I kind of hope we do. Take, Hey, man, take advantage of everything you got. There are no rules in a fight except win. And that's kind of the same way I see this going. I don't care how you win. Just win. You don't have to be cute because when the win-loss column don't got a section for being cute or being tricky or being slick or winning with power. It's a W or an L, so go get me a W this week. So that's kind of how I see it. I had to watch my fucking pro team win 11-10 to 10 last night, and I never want to see that shit again, but I'm glad we won. Yeah, but when you woke up, what did the win-loss column say? Yeah, give me that dub, baby. Exactly. My Bears won the same way. Didn't look good. Got the W. I don't care how you win. Just win. Just win, baby. That's what Al Davis used to say. Yeah, fuck him, but I agree. <laughs> hey, man, it's a good philosophy, man. It's how life works. You know, it's how it football is. works anyway. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just want to see us be better this week. Just even if it's baby steps, just one thing at a time, just get a little better. So I just want to see us do something better. Seems like last week we got worse from where we were. So this week I want to see us do better. Uh, it's not a night game. That's a good thing because so far it looks like Grant Wells can't play at night. I don't know if he needs some of those contacts that the WVU players had, but our offense is worse at night, apparently, according to the stats. You know, those 300 yards during the day against Wofford cannot replicate that at all during the night games. So what was that? That's good. What was that contact lens stuff? Because I was at the game, so I didn't know anything about it. So apparently they were these like red lens contacts that block the light from the stadium lights. So when you're looking up, you don't get the light in your eyes. You can see the ball clearly. Actually, I think we should contest that shit, man. That is an unfair advantage. They were cheating and they should void that WVU win and bring the trophy back. I'm going to fucking file that shit tomorrow. Yep. That's right, Doug Nestor. Suck it. Give us our trophy back. Yeah, man. Y'all fucking cheated, man. <laughs> but man, yeah. that that doesn't that does seem kind of crazy. Like, I guess anybody can wear them. So it's not really like I guess everybody has access to those type of things. So we need to get access. Weird. We need to get our hands on a whole pack of them bitches. Yeah, I agree. At least give them a shot. Let ride that thing out, baby. Ain't got nothing to lose. Nope, nothing. Yeah, so that was a pretty good week, man. That's a good recap. Did you see any beef of the week this week? Did I see any beef of the week? Um, No, not really. Nothing that comes to mind. All last week, we had great beef of the week with the West Virginia fans. That was some of the best banner on the timeline I think from the, the whole only, year. I think the only thing I saw was that UNC fan posted that hurricane picture begging them to cancel the game, and people oh, were dunking yeah. on them. Yeah, that's probably going to be hurricane humor or whatever. So that's probably our beef of the week. I would give Everett one. He stays, you know, pretty plugged in with the VT community. He's like UNC Ike, I guess. Everett. Bro. Yeah, Everett. Shout out to Everett. Bruh, you about to have eight speeding tickets to end up Montgomery County Jail for dick riding without a permit, bruh. Get <laughs> off our nuts, dude. I like Everett, though, man. It's fun to engage people. No, he you is know. cool, but I like to joke on Everett, so I'm joking on Everett. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun to engage with people from other fan bases when you can just, like, 
keep it lighthearted and have fun. He can handle a joke. So I like Everett. Shout out to you. You make Twitter fun, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. actually a good time. Everett handles jokes well from certain people because I clowned yeah. on him the other day and he laughed and told me to get out of here. And then <laughs> somebody else did it and he was like, you immature asshole. Da, 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 da. So I was like, damn, Everett. Hell yeah. Love it. <laughs> keep that energy, my guy. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be our Baron Ridge Tree Stands beef of the week this week. And who knows, man, maybe after the game we'll have some more beefs of the week. I hope that we uh, we beat UNC and uh, make them beef with themselves, you know. So, you got any score prediction, Dan? Man. Nah, the last time I gave one of those, we scored like 17 less points than I said. So, I think I might be all right on score predictions. We better Just start more. high then. You better go 80. <laughs> you better go 80, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, <laughs> man. I don't know. Tech wins. Mm, 16 to 10 and a downpour man i think we're gonna have to turn it on this week i think it's gonna we're gonna have to get to like 24 to win it's gonna be like 24 to 16 or something weird and dumb we held them to a bunch of field goals so that's kind of how i see it going yeah we're either doing that or we're getting beat by 35 well yeah one of the two if we win and it's a hurricane game First tweet I'm putting out is Storm Duck Drown the Hurricane. Hell yeah. Give them that Tommy Lee size beef of the week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Tony Grimy, we coming for you, man. Get your boys right, Glover. Get the rude boys right. So, yeah, that's our recap. That's our projections. Guys, we'll be back this week. We got Corey Moore on Thursday. Yes, sir. Got- Godfather of the Terror Dome. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to the Terror Dome, baby. And then we got another member of the coaching staff. We got Coach Cheetah as well. Mm. So hang Tracking in there. The tag, baby. We got Cheetah on the pod. Always play to win. So we got a couple more good interviews coming this week. Kind of make sure y'all are tuned in. Get your information. Don't want to miss that. And listen to these on your ride down to Chapel Hill. As always, go Hokies. Go Hokies.